Hi, I'm Martin. And I'm Deep Tea. And we are the, the Movie, Movie Librarians. Librarians. Today we're going to be talking about The Substitute. The Substitute. 1996 Substitute, not any of the other substitutes that are out there because there Some are... Some sketchy ones. This is the version starring Tom Berenger, Diane Venora, Mark Anthony, Raymond Cruz, Ernie Hudson, and some more people. Uh, so Deep, did you want to give us a little synopsis of the movie? Sure. Now, this is a synopsis I wrote down after the movie, um, not one that I'm sort of basing on anything from the internet, so there's a lot of like names and stuff missing, but that's okay. So Jane Hetzko is a history teacher at a tough high school in Miami, and she gets in the face of a young student who's actually a gang leader. His name is Juan Lacas, and he decides to uh, send somebody to bust her kneecap to teach her a lesson. And this happens while she's running, and then she's out of commission. And then her boyfriend, whose uh, name is Jonathan Shale, played by Tom Berenger, has just returned from a covert operation in Cuba uh, where he's some sort of mercenary or part of the Marines or something. We're not totally sure. But he's the operation goes wrong and they're pulled out and brought home. So he decides to get revenge on this student, Juan Lacas, and his gang by showing up at the, at the school as his girlfriend's substitute teacher, without her knowledge, of course. He gets his old army buddies or mercenary buddies involved and they discover all sorts of nefarious things happening at the school and they decide to do something about it. And in the process of doing so, he's actually the teacher for this class that he's teaching, and he earns the respect of his students and teaches them about the Vietnam War and other things. Basically, he earns their respect, and uh, students that we thought were bad students actually turn out to just, they just need a firm hand. (laughs) And so this movie is about what happens, basically, as he continues, and he and his gang, he and his buddies get involved and try to take down this criminal gang that is uh, sort of taken hold at the school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty straightforward and direct description of the movie yeah not a whole lot to what it is yeah that's about it really yeah yeah So, Deep D? Yes. What did you think? Oh, we're not going for the critics' response? Oh, right. Yes, yes. Right. So, critic response. (laughs) What was the critical response, Martin? The critical response was even worse than for the Unicorn Store. Whoa. Significantly so. Yeah. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Roger Ebert gave it one star. Brutal. Uh, This movie was from 1996, so Ebert himself was reviewing it. Little snippet of his uh, comments about it. He starts off, I am so very tired of this movie. I see it at least once a month. The title changes, the actors change, and the superficial details of the story change. But it is always about exactly the same thing. Heavily armed men shooting at one another. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is pretty directly uh, what it's about. What about Rotten Tomatoes? How do we how do we fare on there? I think you mean the tomatometer. The tomatometer, of course. Yes. Looking at the tomatometer, the critic score is a forty-one percent fresh, or four point six three out of ten. Okay, very bad. The audience score is forty percent fresh, mm. or three point zero six. Closely aligned with mm. the critic score this time. Yes, pretty agreed that forty uh, percent. Yeah, not a great movie. Yeah. Basically. So that's the critic response. Uh, mm-hmm. We have uh, on the reviews from the audience, uh, Johari T has given us the following response in 2009. They said, it is exactly what you expect. 
I wasn't sure what to expect, to be honest. No. I was like, well, that just sounds strange. Okay. It sounds like an odd premise for a movie. Uh, well, on the more the more positive and effusive side of things, Joseph C. tells us with a four and a half star Whoa. review, Joseph C. says, I like it. I thought it would be nice for our schools today. Which wonders if Joseph C. has actually seen the movie or if they're just a fan of... Uh, violence? Mercenary violence within schools. Yeah. Andy C. has given it one and a half stars. Okay. Andy C. says, this movie is bad. Imagine dangerous minds crossed with a shootout game, and you can guess how this story transpires. Uh, so there we go. Critical response is wanting. Yes, not non-existent. People didn't like it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think, Martin? I would agree that it is it is exactly what you would expect it to be if you look at uh, the description of the movie. Mm-hmm. If you, yeah, it's it's something that has been done many times before. It will be done many times again. It is a tired thing of just a bunch of army guys going around shooting things to solve their problems. Okay. There's, there's, there's really no more to it than that. Did you enjoy um, watching it? Viscerally, kind of. Okay. But even then, it was it was very much just, you know, I've seen this before. Why do I want to watch this again? And even as far as a kind of an action movie goes, it was just sort of blah. That was my thought, actually. I, I actually wrote, like, despite the fact that it's an action movie, it was really dull. Like, I found myself kind of checking out at points, you know? Mm-hmm. Usually I watch an action movie, and even if the plot's, like, silly or whatever, I'm usually engaged throughout the movie. Not in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just thinking the pacing was a little bit slow yeah in a weird way are um, we just so hooked to our smartphones and so surrounded by media constantly that maybe we just can't handle a slow-paced movie anymore no i don't think so like i think i don't know that that's what it is i think it's just it just wasn't a very good movie <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah maybe i'd be too generous yeah there was not a lot to it the the best thing you can say for it is that the cast is very diverse right yeah. like there's a lot of there's black actors and there's uh Hispanic latino actors, actors yeah. and there's some indigenous actors i think mm-hmm. um yeah it was like it's a it's a broad crowd of people but it does kind of go into that same dangerous mind thing of nice white teacher comes in to show everybody how to be a proper person mm-hmm. so it really does still hinge on that pretty racist trope but at least there is a lot like a broad range of people in various different positions so the principal is black mm-hmm. different people have power than just a bunch of white people right but at the same time it wasn't good no <laughs> it can be pretty much be sub summed up by you know a guy's girlfriend gets hurt so he goes on vengeance yeah but he doesn't even really seem to be cons- not that he's not concerned about her but like the vengeance gets far out of proportion to what has happened to her mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah her leg got broken and so he's gonna go in and we don't know what at the beginning like i mean based on who he is we just assume he's gonna kill a bunch of people mm-hmm. uh, and on the movie but that's not something that is a rational response to this yeah until he gets into the whole sort of underbelly of the school but yeah it wasn't complex there's no sort of discussion about the reason that there are gangs there or anything i mean it was mentioned in kind of a one-off thing i think you know there's reasons for people turning to gangs and and becoming involved in that and they kind of get into that a little bit but not in any meaningful kind of way mm-hmm. most of what we get is tom berenger's character telling us like don't do that because there are better things 
Somebody, yeah. somebody replies with like, yeah, but what's our other option? Like work at McDonald's for minimum wage. And there's no real response to that. Mm-hmm. Shoot other people, I guess, is the answer. What did you think about a deep deep? This movie really confused me. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, like, I don't think it was good. <laughs> so let's let's start there. Um, but there was just so much going on. So we see the story of, like, drugs being funneled through the school. So that's one story. Then they also try to address that story. Like you say, they try to address the fact that, like, people don't have any other options. You know, poor young people of color don't have any options in this area other than joining gangs, right? They've got that going on on one hand. They also try to address the idea of Tom Berenger's character being a white savior. They mm-hmm. have that one black teacher say to him, you know, you guys, you come in and you think you're going to like save us from our problems and you're trying to bring the black man down. But Damn they don't sure. fully resolve that either. And then I was sort of uncomfortable with the portrayal of the black and brown students at the school. There was something at the beginning before he sort of earns their respect in quotation marks, mm-hmm. they almost, I found there was something almost animalistic about the way they were portrayed. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you, did you find that? Did you find it to be? I didn't find that. I found it sort of a very stereotypical 90s view of an inner city school. Mm-hmm. Like what, basically what a, a suburban white person would think is going on in an inner city school. Right. And I, I have no idea as to the accuracy of that at all. Yeah. You know, no clue. So I can't, but, but I felt uncomfortable watching it. Then let's see, there was some truly awful action acting in it like main characters included <laughs> you know some of them I found some of the actors were sort of utterly lifeless and then other ones were completely over the top of course as we said it's racially problematic because you do have this white guy coming in and suddenly earning the respect of these students and suddenly they want to learn about history and you know he's introduced them to a better way And but he does that through violence he does do that through violence and then I also felt like mm, are you know are you sort of implying that your girlfriend wasn't doing a great job with these students like it almost seemed like almost like they needed like a strong white man to come in you know like a nice white lady won't do Mm -hmm. in this case um, let's see. Uh, I also was troubled, shall we say, by the portrayal of the high school students who are gang members as bad adults. So Shale and his mercenary friends treat these high school gang members as though they're as bad as the adults who are involved in all this gang activity. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they're, they're nice to the high school students, like the Lisa Rodriguez who wants to do, you know, uh, who's really good and really clever. And that one other student, Jerome, I think, Jerome, yeah. That, yeah, who they think is clever, but like the these other students, they're not seen as high school students. The ones who are involved in gangs are not seen as youth. Yeah. They're seen as adults and evil and monsters, you know? <laughs> so that was a little bit kind of troubling. They're, yeah, I wrote, like, they're treated as almost adults just masquerading as students and not worth our concern or, or Shale's concern, you know? Mm-hmm. He doesn't try to get those students out of the gang or anything like that. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to shoot you guys. Like, it's all about shooting, shooting, shooting. Um, And then I was concerned, or not concerned, confused about the payoff for Shale and his friends. Because he says, there's a lot of drug money involved. We can get it. But, like, he doesn't get it. Yeah, they end up giving it away. Right. They end up just getting whatever money they get. They just end up, like, funneling it back into the school in the form of school supplies. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm just confused about what the payoff is and how he sells it to his other buddies, especially the one who doesn't want to do it unless there's some sort of financial payoff. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't des- decide if this movie was serious or a comedy. I mean, like, I'm just so confused by this movie. Like, <laughs> 
I think it was trying to do a lot more than it was also set up to do. Like, ultimately, I think it was supposed to be just a action movie. But, but it, it almost did... took itself too seriously. Yeah. Which gives it that sort of comedic, it's like, really? You're taking this all seriously? Yeah. And they yeah. do try to get into those, you know, the nice white lady thing. As you say, the teacher, Daryl Sherman, I think, specifically mentions that as the nice white savior. They try to talk about racial politics in different ways. Mm-hmm. They try to get into the gang problems. But it's but... almost like this cursory, just like, hey, we talked about it. We're cool. We checked it off our list. Like, yeah. Now we can continue with the shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, we, we addressed the white savior complex. Like, that's okay. That means that we can now go ahead with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of strange. And you would need probably like a three-hour movie to really delve into those things in any meaningful way. Yeah, and then way. that would be so boring. Yeah. That would be so boring. So, yeah, not, not a well-made film. No. And as you say, the acting was hilarious. Some of the deaths and the... The ending sequences, just very funny to watch. As people yeah. get shot, you just like, make it as big as you can. Yeah, the acting was uh, a bit hit or miss. Mm. Yeah, It's like they've tried to do too much and address too much and sort of failed in most regards, you know? Yeah. It doesn't come together. And you do still end up with the good guy is a white guy and the mm-hmm. bad guy is a black guy. Yeah, that's problematic. And the woman has very little agency beyond being injured. I mean, she's kind of portrayed as tough and stuff, but... Yeah, uh, and she does, like, as... Shale learns to teach or figures out that teaching is actually difficult. She does kind of say like, yeah, it's not so easy, right? Like you can right. see how many issues there are when you're trying to teach students in, in any context. So. Mm-hmm. True. Like I say, I'm confused by this movie. Yeah. So what do you think? Are we going to put it on our shelves or check no, it out? No, I'm going to put this one on the uh, buy it for 50 cent show. <laughs> okay, good, good plan. Yeah, not one I would want to keep. How about you? Yeah, well, I don't like it. Well, I didn't like it on this viewing, but I feel like I would maybe keep it on the shelf just to watch again at some point, just to be like, what the heck was that? I feel like I'm still processing it, even though we watched it, I don't know, four or five days ago. Okay. But yeah, no, probably not worth owning. No, no, no. Okay. Something you could rent again and watch that way. Yeah. And be like, what the heck? What was going on in the 90s? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe this would be interesting if we watched other movies from the 90s in the same vein. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or just to sort of set the context. Like what was happening in inner city schools? Talking a little bit about the filmistic aspects of the film, Mm -hmm. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot to pick up on, I found. They did some weird things with lenses, like the Vaseline on the outside of the lenses was, Mm. I don't know why that was there. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it was blurry sometimes where main characters were blurred. And oh, interesting. You think to yourself, like, It wasn't why? during, like, the so-called romantic scene? No. Like, when Strange. Shale is talking to Principal Rolly, mm-hmm. it was used in there hmm. as well. And Weird. And, like, at one point, Rolly was sort of blurred a little bit. And I was like, why, why are you doing this? Why is this a choice that you make? So that was odd. One thing that I was thinking about as we were watching it was that kind of similar to The Crime of Padre Amaro, I felt like the shooting was a little bit lower, like the camera shoot shots, not the actual shooting, but camera shots were a little bit lower than we would see now. Hmm. Not quite as low as in Crime of Padre Amaro, but they did feel just sort of further down. Hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. Look at these things I don't even notice. <laughs> Music was in there. I didn't really sort of pick up on anything in particular to it. Mm-hmm. That's about all I can really say about it. You have okay. your basic three acts. and What was anything. the first act? The first act was everything up until he becomes a substitute teacher. Okay. What's the second act? The second act is him as the substitute teacher. And then the third act, I would say... It's where the shooting begins. Probably, yeah. Or just before the shooting begins, maybe when they ride him off the road. Mm. 
Or yes. when he finds out about Roly really being involved, I guess. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A movie in three acts. Most movies are in three acts. All right. How about you? Any uh, filmistic aspects? Nope. Okay. <laughs> So, this movie was confusing. And we're not going to hold on to it. We might watch it again in the future if we're... If I was really bored one day, maybe. <laughs> or we've studied the 90s in a in we, Yeah, if we've done a comprehensive way. study of the 90s. Um, all right, so we have some mail in our mailbag. Mailbag! So we have once again heard from our friends Waldo and Senor Don. Oh, Waldo and Senor Don. I know. It was started off just as Senor Don, but now Waldo's involved. Waldo's so. involved as well. Yes. New he, person in the Senor picture. Don got himself a buddy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Oh yes, they commented on our banjo music because okay. we introduced some banjo music music in the uh, transitions between segments. Yes. They said love the banjo music. Good transition song. Great. Excellent. Glad but you we, liked it. We we discussed this after though, and we said that you know this would very much be dependent on the movie. Yes. Because there would be certain movies that a banjo music would just be insensitive. It may vary from episode to episode. We haven't decided yet. Anything else from Senor Don and Waldo? Yes, yes. Lots of things. They say, love the reality of them being sweaty AF all the time. (laughs) It's Florida. It's going to be humid. And I appreciate them not sugarcoating that discomfort. You know. Uh, Email continues, the script and language of the film was hilariously realistic in comparison to a lot of action films from the 90s. Okay, good to know. I guess Senor Don and Waldo are are well-versed in their 90s action films. Mm -hmm. Um, Our favorite lines were, number one, come on, Janie, stop crying, sit down and have a shrimp roll. And number two, I know it hurts, but don't move. And this is after she gets kneecapped. They say the soundtrack was comical yet racist, but typical of the time period. It would change whenever a different ethnic character showed up. Interesting. I didn't notice that. Neither did I. See, now we could watch that again. (laughs) Also, how was everyone not super jacked after getting covered in cocaine? That made its way onto some mucosal membranes at some point. Maybe they were. There was a lot of shooting that went on afterwards. I I think I commented on that when we were watching it, that like cocaine was everywhere. It's true. Everyone who was in the room with that cocaine was probably just high Yeah, but doesn't it make you like super productive? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I haven't done cocaine. No, I haven't either. But from what I've learned from TV shows and movies, it's like you take it to be really energetic. It's true. So it would only help the shooting. There's a reason Wall Street's always hopped up on cocaine. It's true. Now they write, more importantly, Sherman has a moment where he really advocated for how people can be stronger allies to communities of color, which we talked about. Yeah. But then the script veered so hard and then turned him into a reliant individual waiting for the white man's instructions. Was he waiting for the white man's instructions? He did want to become part of uh, Shale's team and help out with that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's once he figures out the principles sort of uh, in on it. He's yeah. basically like, Shale, you don't understand it here. You don't know what the, the life is like in these things. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, let me join you. I want to help you. True. Overall, Senor Don would put this film in a friend's mailbox for them to view for a laugh, but would never ask for it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Waldo and Senor Don. And if anyone else has any uh, comments, questions, or anything to say about the podcast, they can send their thoughts to movielibrarians at gmail.com. Movielibrarians, plural, at gmail.com. <laughs> And so that's that for The Substitute. Excellent. And our next film will be... Oh, what are we doing? Oh, you wanted to do Toilet. Yeah. A love story. Yeah. So our next film in two weeks' time will be... Toilet! A love story. Or Toilet. Ekprem Kata. Which we will be watching on Netflix. In Canada. Mm -hmm. It is an India movie. From what year is it? 2017. 2017. I'm not normally into Bollywood movies, but I'm told this one is good. I've been the one to really argue for the Bollywood movies, like Burfi. 
which we also have yet to watch. But then we also watched Zero. That was because it was the only thing that was on as we went to do our usual movie watching. Boxing Day movie. Hmm. We did not make that mistake again. You no. noticed this year we went to see... Oh, that's right. Instead. We went to see, yeah. So Bollywood, if you're paying attention, put your best movies out around uh, December. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. You never know. They might listen to our pokey little podcast. <laughs> but you just call it a pokey little podcast? I did just call it a pokey little oh podcast. Oh my goodness. Maybe Amir Khan will say, oh, maybe I should do something mm, for that. I don't know. No? I don't know. I mean, that would be cool, but... <laughs> it's very unlikely. I mean, the movies that we did watch have, you know, largely been Amir Khan movies. That's true. Like PK, like Dungal. All right. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Au revoir. À la prochaine. À bientôt. Bisous, bisous. They are pretty sweaty. I feel like that's maybe just the 90s, too, though. They were like... <laughs> Everyone the, was sweaty no, in the 90s. No, not that people were sweaty in the 90s, but the, that aesthetic was like okay in mm. movies.